At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. You're listening to the Bow Hunter Planet podcast, your gateway to the wonderful world of archery. Hey guys, welcome to the Bow Hunter Planet podcast. Dave Thomas tonight, along with Tim Mazzarana, as usual. And uh, we got Brian on from Mike's Archery, which is really exciting because uh, Brian does some of the stuff that we do in the sense of video production on YouTube. And I always like to talk with other YouTubers, especially because it is a lot of work and I think people don't realize it. But more importantly, I do want to talk about the pro shop and, you know, uh, the history. So without further ado, Brian, welcome to the show. Uh, tell us about yourself. Tell us about, the, uh, about Mike's Archery. Guys, thanks for having me on. It's a it's a pleasure, and uh, hopefully, it uh, turns out good for both of us. It was kind of cool to to see uh, the invite and and also that uh, that bronze placing caught us off guard. Heck to be yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man. <laughs> uh, but to give you a little background, I guess Mike's archery. And we were talking a little bit before we started there. Uh, Dad started it back in 1971, so we've been for 51 years now. Um, and went from retail in his back porch to we were a wholesale distributor throughout the 80s and still are today. So we we shipped to other dealers around the country. And then when I took over, like in 96, when I graduated high school, uh, they kind of passed the reins to me at that point. And so I took off and we, we headed towards the Internet world at that point. Um, we already had done some mail order through, you know, just contacts and friends. Uh, so then we ventured back into that. And then uh, within the last two years, we launched a, another retail store uh, here at the shop. And so now it's we're covering everything, you know, covering all our bases. If if you need it, we got it. And if it's archery, we got it. And so we just cover the dealer base best we can cover the, you know, retail market best we can. And then, you know, online sales as well, just trying to take care of people and put archery equipment in their hands good deal so that that retail space is that something that kind of came out of came, came out of covid in a way or how did how did you guys decide to go back into the retail no i mean and to give you a little history to, to go along with it so dad stayed low-key uh the shop was literally in their house uh, from the time it started up until a year ago 
Gotcha. Um, if you came to the shop and visited the shop, and a lot of people bought their first bow from dad back in the 70s and 80s and whatnot. And so if you knew us, you would come. And the shop was literally in the basement of my parents' house. Um, I would go back to their house every day to work. And if you showed up, it, it, it was if you knew it was there, it was great. If you didn't know it was there, we didn't care, you know, type thing. We just kind of stayed hidden. Um, and it just kept growing and people kept showing up. And so you're coming into the basement of the house and it just we ran out of room. And so we just expanded the warehouse that we already had, added on, went to 10,000 square feet and uh, put all the offices and just moved everything down to under one roof. It just it was time. Uh, you know, there's some conveniences and niceties about being at your house. Well, their house for me, but, um, but then, you know, when you get so big and it was actually in their house and then we had a warehouse on location too. So we were going back and forth between the two buildings a lot and shuffling inventory back and forth. And it was just, it, it just made things a, a lot more simple and uh, made more sense to put it all under one roof and have some office space and then build the retail space around it. And so I just, and now people don't, you know, used to people pull up literally behind my parents' house. It's at, it's back in the woods a little bit, just off the main road. And you pull up in there, it's like, you know, we got people that are in NAS programs coming over and they're like, are we in the right spot? Um, I'm going to walk out of this guy's basement with my kid and we're never going to be seen again. <laughs> it's, strangely, I relate. I actually grew up, my, my dad owned his own business out of his house, you know, same, same sort of thing. And uh, well, it wasn't so detail, but it was always, you know, clients coming over and like, how do I get to your house? And am I, am I in the right spot? You know, cause you got to go around the back and walk through the back gate and all that kind yep. of stuff. Um, but also the, the, the gun dealer that we usually go to, um, does some of the same stuff. And, uh, I'll tell you, there's just something about that, that, that hometown feel for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, you can tell there's a passion when you run a business out of your house, you do it because you like it, you know? Yeah. And when so. it's all family members working there, you, you either learn to learn to do great things or you kill each other. <laughs> you got that right. You got that. Well, yeah, yeah. May, maybe having a bow shop doesn't help that that scenario either. But you know, there's a lot of stuff to get in trouble with there. Um, but that's cool. So, so have you guys expanded the products that you do over time? The products that you sell, that you distribute? Certainly, yeah. I mean, over the years, it just kind of you go with the flow. Uh, I know when I took over in the late '90s, uh, you know that, and I don't want to say Dad's old mentality, but a little bit old mentality. I mean. At that time, we didn't accept credit cards even, um, which, you know, not a new thing in the late 90s, but still kind of new. Yep. Um, but as far as products, dad hated crossbows. Um, now he's to the age that he might think he has to have one, but he's still shooting a vertical bow. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, when, when I came into it, you know, I looked at it from a business standpoint and I'm like, we can't sit here and only sell bows and accessories. Um, and even to an extent, we didn't even sell bows at that time. And we did it a couple brands. We had Hoyt, probably the longest of any of them. Um, you know, dad did some stuff back when he was retail, but when he changed it over to wholesale in the 80s, um, he kind of did away with bows because you just couldn't wholesale those at the time. So we did away with most of the bows. Um, he did keep his Hoyt dealership to people that wanted to come over and do stuff, but we had a Jennings and a Bear dealership uh, way Jennings, back then. Too. Right? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I was fortunate dad, dad introduced me to Tom Jennings before he passed away. Um, one of the last ATA shows he was at, he said, Hey, you need to come over here and meet this guy. Cause he's not going to be here much longer. You know, he's 80, he was probably 80 some years old at that time. Wow. Uh, so dad took me over the table, introduced me to Tom and, 
uh, we got to sit down and talk for a little bit. And uh, it's funny, those relationships that dad has from literally 50 years in this business, um, you know, he got to hunt and meet Fred Bear several times, got to hunt with him up in Michigan. Uh, you know, dad tells stories all the time of going up there when he was in National Guards uh, and going into the restaurant that Fred used to have there in Grayling, and he'd be hopping tables. Um, yeah. So he'd work, he'd build bows in the day and he'd hop tables at his diner in the evening. That's awesome. Um, but, but yeah, so back to the original question. Yeah, we would add products. We added crossbows and then we added more vertical bows. I started picking up the other bow lines over the years, um, kind of bringing them back, freshening them back up with what we had done um, to the point now that we sell, you know, well, Dave and I were on podcast with bear last week and, uh, you know, we're the largest bear dealer in the country. So we sell a lot of bears. Um, and we do a lot of PSEs as well. I think we're the, one of the top two or three PSE dealers in the country, something like that. And wow, from there, crazy. we do we do all the other lines too. So, you know, I've got Hoyt, I've got Elite. You know, you asked me, I've got Elite, I've got Bowtech. Um, we're actually one of the largest Oneida dealers in the country. Um, that's that's one of the you don't hear often. Cool. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And we have we have our own custom Mike's Archery Oneida bow if you want a custom Osprey and Bottomlands or Black. Um, yeah. cool. We're the only place you can get it. Uh, <laughs> that's awesome. uh, so we sell a lot of, of Oneidas. Um, like I said, we, we, we've got them. I don't know who I missed there in the lineup, but you know, Martin obsession, Martin, yeah. Martin. uh, you walk into the shop. I, I try not to be too prejudiced because it's like, what are you looking for? Cause yeah. we'll put, you know, if you're brand loyal, let's go to that brand. If you're not, give me a price point and let's go there, you know, or, or here's some options. And, um, so we just try not to push it too hard we're, we're not the typical shop where you walk in and you go here you got to have this matthews that's the only one there is um you know if you want a matthews i'll be more than happy to sell you a matthews um but you know if you walk in you want a hoyt then i'll sell you a hoyt you want a bear i'll sell you a bear i don't it doesn't matter to me we, we, we want to put a bow in your hand that fits you makes you happy you shoot well with and you're going to enjoy the sport uh and come back for more stuff yeah, that, that's right in line with what we always say is that, you know, you got to go into your dealer, you got to try them, you got to shoot them, you got to figure out what works for you, right? Absolutely. It's not, it's not about, you can have a preset notion of what you might want, but you got to try it out. You got to, you got to feel it. You got to put it in your own hands because you never really know until it's, until it's sitting there in your own hands. So, you know, um, I was going to tell you, I was going to say that um, one of the things um, I, I guess, let's talk a little bit about pro shop experiences, things like that. So when I first got into this um, back in 2009, one of the things that I did, um, we wanted to build a community basically is all it really became in the beginning. We're like, oh, let's build a community. It'd be fun. Let's do it on, you know, fish keeping. Tim and I were like, let's do fish keeping because we like saltwater fish tanks. Sounds crazy. But we always, I was always a bow hunter my whole life. So anyhow, long story short, I, we ended up, I said, you know, let's just do bow hunting. It's kind of fun. And, you know, we could do some more stuff with it. So I ended up sitting at a pro shop every Friday because at my job at the time I had every Friday off for every other Friday, whatever it was. And I would go sit at a pro shop all day and learn the business of archery, how it works, the different brands. But some of the things I seen back then that I remember um, was so old school in the sense that a person would come in, they would push towards the Matthews, you know, and, 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 and brands would come in. I remember Struther Archery coming into this, this shop and they're like, Hey, you know, can we put some bows on the wall? And it was this huge conversation with the owner. And he's like, you know, I'll let you put four there on consignment. And there's all this like conversation, but basically my point in the story is at the end of the day, 
like two of them might have sat there on consignment. They weren't pushed. They weren't talked about. I think at the time when I went in there was Prime. Uh, maybe I don't even know if it was Prime at the time. Maybe it was Quest, but it was uh, let's just call it Prime. Prime, uh, Hoyt, Matthews, and I want to say like Genesis or something. But um, with that being said, and, and the reason I brought that up is that so if you fast forward maybe five years uh, from that point to the, the five years later, another archery shop came in uh, in the same vicinity, but within 30 miles, wherever the distance is that, you know, Matthews couldn't do it type thing, you know, it was close, but not enough. Back when they protected territories because they don't anymore. <laughs> right. Well, this is how it started it. So then that happened. And then that company took everything that this other one wouldn't take. So this guy didn't take Bowtech, didn't take PSE, didn't take, uh, there's a couple others. So they, they started with taking all of those obsession, Martin, anything that he wouldn't take, they took. And guess what happened? Eventually Matthews and Hoyt went there because they had no choice. At one point it just got so big. And I remember telling the guy, I'm like, you need to like, think this through, like, you got to let these guys come in so you can lock them in your region, you know, instead of not letting them do that. And I was just, my point in that story is just the old school mentality and also the old school mentality that they didn't even understand the concept of like the bow hunter plant test lab, like us showing the boats or I got a call one time from pro shop to like, you know, you shouldn't be infringing on our business and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, I'm sure (laughs) to get them to come into your shop to buy it. It doesn't matter if it's your shop or Mike's archery. I don't care. All I'm trying to do is get people to come see, buy a bow. I'm not selling anything. I don't sell a bow. How do I, you know, he's like, oh, I thought you were selling these bows. I thought, I'm like, no, but if I was, bow or plant be a monster. Yeah. You obviously haven't went to the website. That's a whole other, that's a whole other division of fun right there. No doubt, no doubt. But my point in the story is just that the mentality, and that's why I was so happy to see you guys start your YouTube channel and start doing it because it's important. It's important to drive consumers to you to buy a product. It's just, that's marketing. It's, it's. It's common sense. That's why I'm really happy that you're you're going that direction. Yeah. And I I understand the business side of it. So I I do, I do get it when, when a new bow line or even just a new product comes in, you know, you got to approach all those with a little bit of skepticism. Um, And, you know, there, there does come a point where it's like, how many bow lines can I have? And am I just cutting a sale from here? And there's minimums with all that stuff. You know, you got to do X amount of bows to say at the best pricing. Otherwise you start dropping. So I I understand why some dealers look at it and they're like, well, you know, yeah, I'm a Matthews dealer. So I don't, I don't want Hoyt. You know, I don't want to compete on that same thing, but we'll take a bear or PSE and we'll, we'll fill that midline and down with that, but we won't sell the high end from bear. So, I mean, I get it to an extent. um, And, you know, not everybody's got, you know, huge deep pockets, neither do we, but you know, there, there comes a point where, you know, how many $5,000, $10,000 opening orders can you throw on the wall and hope that they sell? So, I mean, there, there is something to be said. You can't have it all. Um, we've just, we've just got most of it. I was just going to say, <laughs> yeah. you guys got a lot though. <laughs> yeah. But we have most, that, that, I hear that more than not when people walk into our shop, especially now, like I said, we've only been in this, in the new building for about a year and a half. And still every day there's somebody, I didn't know you were here or I didn't even, you know, I've never been in here before. There was two guys walked in today. I heard them out there and they're like, I didn't even know you guys were here. And, or they walk in, they're like, wow, you guys got like everything. And I'm like, yeah, we're not your average pro shop. I just scrolled through your, uh, 
your bow section on your website and uh, 53 pages later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of, of, of just bows. Just, I mean, that includes traditional and compound. Right. Uh, and right. uh, crossbow and, and all that stuff. But and uh, I get it. You know, you yeah. walk in your normal, who we were talking about, your mom and pop shop or that guy that's working out of his, you know, little outbuilding out back that's, you know, got, you know, a couple thousand square feet maybe or whatever. And you've only got so much space and so much time. And, and so I get it. You walk into your normal pro shop like that and the guys do great work. You need to support them and take care of them. But I get it. You look on the wall and there's probably 10 choices of broadheads or, right. you know, eight, 10, 12 sites on the wall, you know, as far as variety. And, and then you walk into ours and it's like, oh, the site aisle is over there. And the stabilizers are on this shelf all the way down to the other end. And it's like, what brand were you looking for? And it's like, oh, yeah. I just wanted a $30 stabilizer. Okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> you kind of you get into a little bit of a competition with the manufacturers itself at some point, because if you don't offer a wide range of stuff, but they're looking for something, they're going to go online and they're going to go to the manufacturer's website and they're going to buy it from the manufacturer because the manufacturer can't get it everywhere. Right. So they're going to offer online stuff sure. for them to buy. And, you know, so, so that you got to have that, that, that balance, like you were talking about in regards to what you're, uh, what you're offering and, and how much and how much, you know, each individual dealer can afford to put on their shelves. Cause inven it's not free inventory. It's not yeah. like you're putting a bow on your wall not? and you're, you're only, you know, you're only making money if you sell it. It is that right. you already lost money because it's on your wall and yep. you need to, you need to pay yourself. Now I got to get it back. Right? So yeah, no doubt. No doubt, man. So do you so see prior, like out of the categories of products, mm -hmm. not just bows or anything like that, but is there anything that kind of um, stands out as like what's been popular lately? Like, is there a category of like accessory or category <clears throat> of product that has really just kind of like taken off that, that you weren't expecting or that wouldn't be normal? Saddles. Saddles. Yeah. That makes sense. I would say that's probably the newest addition that we've added in the last year and a half, two years. Uh, we were one of the, we were one of the first shops that tethered allowed to come on. I think they picked a, a handful of shops to let do tethered and, uh, and we jumped on that and that went way better than I thought it would. Uh, and then we picked up trophy line shortly thereafter uh, this past year uh, they came in, which, you know, they've got a full dealer program, but, but as soon as they were available, like, well, we'll add trophy line as well. Um, now we haven't, you know, we've got a little bit of Hawk stuff um, because it was available through the GSM line and things, but uh, mainly tethered and, and trophy line. I know there's two or three others out there with, you know, latitude and, um, oh shoot, I just went blank on the cruiser. Um, you know, so there's some other brands out there, but we felt those were two of the strongest ones. And, uh, and I would say that product category has, more than surprised me. I, I haven't had a chance to play with it personally. Um, I'm still old school from that standpoint, hanging stands and blinds. Um, I do want to play with it. I just have not personally had the chance uh, to put the time into it, but that is definitely a product category that I have seen, you know, really take off. Um, and it's, the, the funny part is it's not new. So like right. three years ago when I saw it coming on, I was just kind of like, yeah, that was new in 82, you know, like, wow. like that was new when I was a kid or, you know, something like that's been around forever and it just never caught on and I don't foresee it catching on this time. And then it just kept gaining momentum. And it's like, 
okay, we need some of that. <laughs> we, we better jump on this bandwagon before this wagon rolls away. <laughs> yeah, we just had uh, Trophy Line on not that long ago, and it was kind of similar. Like, it's amazing how quickly it kind of took off in the last couple of years. So, and, and you know, some of that's driven by, you know, more hunters and, and you know, people spending more time outside because they've been stuck in the house and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. But uh, I think that surprised us as well. I think the other thing that we, we've um, we've heard um, and I'm, I'm curious to see if you've kind of seen the same thing is, is uh, traditional bows coming back into favor and a lot more traditional people wanting to get into traditional. Yeah, we have, you know, I don't have a huge traditional section, but we do quite a bit of bear with traditional stuff. We do quite a bit of PSE and traditional stuff. Got a little Damon Howard on the shelf, had some strikers. Um, but, you know, we kind of tried to cover it from that $100 price point all the way to 1000 on yeah. a recurve. Um, and, yes, I have definitely seen a little bit of swing back towards traditional stuff. Um, you know, it's definitely picked up. It's not a, a huge part of our business, uh, but it's a significant part. It's definitely significant. I mean, you know. For what we do in comparison, it's a lot less in the compound side and definitely a lot less in crossbows. But um, but there's definitely a lot of guys. I think it, it brings back the fun side. Um, it brings back a little of the challenge. Yeah. It, you know, if you, if you go out, and I'm sure you guys are the same way as I am, you go out here in the yard uh, in the evening and you shoot 10 arrows or 20 arrows or something, you know, if they're not stacked in a, a circle like this, we're pissed. And, and if I go grab my recurve out there, if I'm hitting the bag at 15 yards, I'm kind of happy. <laughs> I hit <laughs> it, I, yeah. <laughs> it kind of it brings back that kid mentality. Um, you know, I mean, I was at NAS practice today. I went down, I coached one of our local uh, Christian Academy uh, for their NAS team. And our, our first practice for the high school was day junior high was yesterday. And, uh, you know, those kids, you get those new kids in there that have never shot a bow before, but they, they think they want to be on the archery team. And you start them out at five feet you know, or something. And all of a sudden it's like the fact that it's in one of the rings is pretty exciting. And I think that's what traditional archery has done. You know, it's taken us guys, either done it for a long time. We get aggravated when we're not in a, you know, in a 50 cent piece at 40 yards. And it's taken us like, you know what, I got to work a little harder at this. And it's a little more exciting when I actually hit it. Yeah. You know, it's not expected, I guess. No, it's definitely not. Uh, we were playing <laughs> around with one a uh, couple of weeks ago at a, uh, hunt camp and it was it was exciting like you said just to hit the bag and then you know we got a buddy um uncle bob we like to call him that'll that'll put an arrow through a water bottle at you know 15 yards it's like what what <laughs> how do you even do it yeah so um yeah we were doing that we i mean we actually um at hunt camp not this past one with the kids weekend yeah we had um uh tim's son was just rocking out 60 yards with the crossbow and it was kind of fun like at a certain point he was pumped man we kept trying different broadheads at you know 60 yards like hey throw this one on let's see what it does throw this one on <laughs> and at, he was loving it man he was like all about it he couldn't believe he was hitting it we put a deer target out there and he was freaking smoking it left and right i was like this is actually kind of fun so i tried with the longbow but um i might have hit the tail or something what would i hit Remember uh, I, I think you hit yeah i think i think you might have spined it yeah, I said something. Like I hit yeah. it once. I was like, "Oh my god, I can do yeah. this!" <laughs> I love it, man. So switching gears a little bit, Brian, tell us about your YouTube channel. Uh, so yeah, we got started on that. I think we're three years in now. We might be four. 
I can't remember exactly, three or four. And um, it was a, um, it was a, just a crazy idea we had. I mean, I, it was just another avenue. We looked at it and uh, Travis, who works for me, he does pretty much all the filming and all the editing uh, in the back end for me. Uh, he actually was not an employee at the time. Uh, he was still a nurse at the time. And we just been friends for years. And obviously his, one of his passions is archery. And um, so I just, you know, on his days off in the evening, he was a little flexible. He was like a home health nurse. So he traveled around a little bit doing travel stuff. And so when new bows had come out and some other products and different things, we'd be like, Hey, you know, run up here. This reps here. Can you come? He's like, I, I don't know. Or, you know, he'd, he'd try to run up and we just shoot quick little videos. We literally started because as I told you, we were in the basement of the house at that time. So we literally filmed most of them like out in the driveway in the edge <laughs> of the edge of the driveway shooting out there. So you know, like with any YouTube or any any video that you do, if you go back and look at your original stuff, you're like, holy crap, we were bad. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so it, that's kind of how it got started. And and Travis would come in and we'd spend an evening and try to film some stuff and, you know, just rudimentary. Hey, we shot this bow. Here's what we think about it. Here's our opinion on it. You know, here's what it looks like. Here's the specs, you know, the breakdowns. Uh, and then we've just kind of slowly added to it from there. Um, and we, we don't do, we try to do some other product reviews, but I'll be honest, it's a lot to keep up with just the bows. Yeah. Um, and, and I admire somebody like you guys that that's all you're doing is turning out content. So you get to think about it a little harder, I think, and plan a little better. And then you get to play with more stuff. Um, cause we're literally <laughs> like in the shop. Uh, I mean, we shot the new PSE, uh, yesterday. Uh, their their new bow that's coming out I think the next week 18th or something like that anyway so we had it in the shop yesterday and we're literally trying to film a bow review the way we like to do it in between answering the phone customers walking in chasing our tail in a circle all that stuff so it, you, you just don't get that oh here's a nice quiet studio room um, you know our backdrop is the is actually the entrance to the shop and then obviously the shooting lane in the shop. So, you know, we're literally, and it's like, Oh, the phone rang crap. Take, do that again. Or here comes somebody walking through the door. You know, the bell goes off and rings the door, slams the door coming out of the warehouse. And you're like, ah, crap. I'll have to do that part again. <laughs> yeah. There's a realness to that though. Right. You gotta, you gotta take a little bit of credit. There's some realness to that. that that's, there is. that's real life. <laughs> you know life. people love a well-produced you know awesome looking <laughs> video but they don't realize like the behind the scenes of the four yeah. hours later it took you to actually get that 30 seconds worth of content that's it yeah people think you just stand there and turn it out look you got a <laughs> seven, minute such video. a natural <laughs> must have took you 12 minutes to do that 10 minute video yeah it took exactly. us like four days <laughs> <laughs> um in the evening before it launches usually get all the info and the descriptions and all that and you know uh, you guys know doing all the extra little things in there for the keyword searches and all that happy yeah that stuff. that's usually takes up a lot most of the time yeah so sure. like you said to get a 10 15 minute bow video i'm gonna say we got 12 hours in it you know unless everything just goes really smooth and i'm like on my game that day but <laughs> But yeah, I so like, that's kind of like how it's evolved. 
you know, it just, we just kept adding to it and coming up with new ideas and, you know, how, you know, how are we going to do this as far as, you know, testing speeds and, uh, and then we had the sound, you know, the decibel readings to it, which, you know, and just all that's just, you know, what are we going to do next? What, what do we got to look at next? What do people want to know about this product that helps them make a better decision? Um, and from that, I have been pleasantly surprised, like amazingly surprised how much feedback we get from that. Um, we're just creeping up on 10,000 subscribers, which I realize is a drop in the bucket um, compared to some other folks on YouTube, especially if you get out of our industry, it's definitely a drop in the bucket. Oh, geez, yeah. Um, but it's just been growing steadily. And, and the, the sheer number of emails, phone calls, hey, I watched your video. What do you think about this? I want to buy that has been a nice added kick in the pants of, you know, you're selling a bow here, selling a crossbow there, selling a, a cider arrest or something else to a guy. And, um, you know, I got an email yesterday, you know, you mentioned the, the new elites coming out today. I said, Hey, we just didn't get them in time to have them for launch day. So we're, we're still waiting on ours to come in. And, um, Hey, and welcome to bowhunterplanet.com podcast. Thank you so much for your support and watching this show here on Carbon TV or listening to it wherever you get your podcast. I just want to take a moment to thank the sponsors who help us bring this show to you guys and keep it interesting and fun. I want to thank Tinks, Cat Work Truck, Camp Chef, Cobra Archery, HHA and HHA USA, Mojack, Thorn Broadheads, Victory Archery, Burris, Reveal Trail Cams, Apex Competitions, Heat Hog, Deer Camp Coffee, and Under Armour. Make sure you check out and log on and sign up on the bowhunterplanet.com brand new website. It is simple, it is awesome, and it's a great place to chat bow hunting and archery with a whole bunch of like-minded people. So we'll see you soon, and now, back to the show. I had a guy email me this morning on our, I don't remember his Facebook or Instagram. And he's like, Hey, when are you going to put the, uh, the video out on the, on the new elite? And I'm like, well, as soon as I get one, we will. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, man, I just, I need to know. Cause I always watch your videos first. And I got to know what you think about it before I make a purchase. And I'm just like, cool. Like, <laughs> like yeah, that's what you want. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And you know, and, and obviously he's, I don't know where he was from or if he was local or if he was halfway across the country you know, that creates sales for somebody else when they're halfway across the country. Cause obviously I can't yeah. ship them an elite. Um, but you know, if local guys come in all the time. It's like, Oh, Hey, you're the guy I see on YouTube. I'm like, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. YouTube famous. I don't know what, what that gets me. But here I am. <laughs> Hopefully more sales. That's the big thing. Actually, number wise, I don't feel like you're that far off number wise. I mean, 10,000, I mean, Lancaster's at like 90, just they're not at 90, but let's call it 90. It looked like Podium was at 25. Average Jack was at like 50. I mean, we're all like somewhere under 100, you know what I mean? It's not like right. it's a huge number, you know what I mean? Like, now don't get me wrong, some of them um, are in the hundreds of thousands, hunting public, things like that, but that's a little different, you know? Right. Uh, meat eater, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, those guys obviously have a much bigger following, Tim Wells and all those guys, and uh, you know, the celebrities have a little more pull when you get your own TV show type thing. And, but you know, yeah. I have to say, I, I, I'm really, you know, each bow company each year, um, sometimes they surprise me, others don't, whatever. But 
I have to admit, I'm pretty impressed with Bear Archery this year. I, I honestly like the lineup I was impressed with, but not just that, the launch, the way they launched. Uh, they had some little bit of confusion there the day of for themselves, but that's only because their marketing person left. But like, to be honest, <laughs> literally like two weeks before their marketing guy left. Yeah. Uh, and, but they still, he, he set it up so right that like, we all had our bows ahead of time. The videos were all pre pre done, you know, and, mm-hmm. and come launch day, the podcast we did with them was pre done. Right. So everything was like perfectly launched in time. And not only that, like then they, they did the, you know, that, podcast with us on there to talk about the reviews and stuff too i just thought it was very professional and very well done um normally i don't see that from bear like that it was so polished this year and it looks like you know think of elite today no offense to elite but like we don't have bows i don't have a bow either you know like how come why, why is one company just so smooth on that transaction the other one's not there and you know who knows on the other guys too right we don't know where who's launching what and right so that's the types of thing i find interesting sometimes yeah, and, and for Bear, I mean, obviously, since we do have one, we're the largest Bear dealer. Two, we have a decent YouTube presence for all those bow reviews and things. So as a dealer, I know they value what I'm doing. And not that they don't value their other dealers, because they very much do. But I know I'm getting a little bit of preferential treatment on that one to make sure that we've got stuff in hand and prepared and done. Um, Cause I actually was on a uh, moose trip in Canada um, and I flew home that Sunday before launch. So they made sure I had bows before I left extra early so that I could have all that film done and, and ready for launch. And I really appreciate that. And then PSE coming in today to make sure we weren't behind the eight ball uh, on their new bow. So, you know, but again, that's partially because we sell a lot of their product and we sell you know, a fair amount of elites, but we don't sell near as many elites as we do the others. So from that dealer standpoint, I understand why I may get put. Now you, I don't know, you know, your relationship or whatever. Well, there, but here's, here's an example though. Let's, let's look at, I'm just looking at YouTube just in gen- general. So I put in Bear Archery 2023, Average Jack, Lancaster, Mike's Archery, Bowhunter Planet. Yeah. So that all during the launch day, that's what I mean. Yes. Right? Yeah. yeah. Every, everybody was, Yes. They made sure all the major people had their stuff. Everybody's rocking, you know, yeah. and, and so. I agree. I they had, and they had a great marketing guy. I didn't actually get to meet him before he left, but um, but I think he was top notch. Um, if I remember correctly, he came from the motorsports industry, um, which is where he went back to. They, they hired him back. <laughs> That's how come they lost yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I understand. I mean, <laughs> if you go over, I think it's, it's something in motorcycles or quads or something, but you know, th- that guy's the marketing budget for that stuff pales in comparison to the archery industry. Yeah. So I'm, yeah, I'm sure it was a, it was a pay raise to go back there. Um, no doubt, but uh, they've already got somebody. I think they've, uh, I got word yesterday. I'm pretty sure they hired a new guy. Um, nice. I'm excited to see what he's going to do. He's, he's actually out of Ohio here. Um, so it'll be interesting awesome. if hopefully he comes in, fills his shoes very well and, uh, and does a great job. I think, um, do you see, I don't know if you saw this elite launched, um, like a light inside the, inside the, uh, suppression, which I uh, thought was very interesting. I, I did. I did see that, that email came out like a few months back that they were, yeah, they were doing that light built into it. That was something different. Yeah. That's so cool. 
I mean, it's kind of like you remind me of the bear archery with the the quiver, right? Okay. Instead, they put it on the bow itself, and I, I'm going to be curious to see how it works out for your customers if it falls out over time or breaks or has any issues with the pressure, you know, hitting it. Like yeah, that. Or vibration from the shot messing up the batteries, yeah. internal we'll wiring or whatever. But, <laughs> but yeah, kind of a cool concept, and and I know myself, I almost never carry a flashlight anymore because you always got your phone. Um, but yeah. having that extra little light on a trophy ridge quiver like you mentioned or there in the in the silencer on your bow uh you know it's it's nice to have that little extra glow in the early mornings or late evenings so you don't trip and fall yeah <laughs> i love that thing on that quiver man like they'll put the arrow in and see it and whatever it just makes it very comfortable but yeah i think um production wise though i agree with you a lot i mean i i i can do a video pretty quickly nowadays maybe like an hour recording and two hours of editing pretty much i have it down now mentally like every single thing i'm gonna do it's taken me years right. to get it like right in the line but the only the downside for me has been that we we have struggled to get um talent that can go on video with us to do um we we were actually at one point we had a bow tech that was doing the videos with us which we really enjoyed like someone like yourself who knew a lot more about mm -hmm. you know different bows and details and I like that because it gave me the perspective. I can, pers I can talk the amateur stuff, but then let this person who knows tech talk the tech stuff. Right. And then, then we can both have fun shooting the bow. People like that a lot when we had it. And I, I really wish we could get back to that. Cause I, I do think it, you know, it does help to have someone in there that can speak to the very fine details of, you know, especially when people start asking questions, because there was a lot of questions that would come in oh, <laughs> in absolutely. regards to tech. I'm going to send them your way. You know, <laughs> that's fine. Uh, I mean, from that same standpoint, you mentioned on air, you know, getting somebody there that, that knows something and, and can do well on camera. And, and not that I do a great job because I don't. But um, I, the one that I have struggled with, and we've tried a couple of times, cause it, is women's bows and oh, kids' yeah. bows. Because yeah. you're literally handing a women's bow to me. And I can, like you said, I can talk to tech and I can understand that. But when it comes to the shooting of it, it's probably going to go to 28 inches. <laughs> it's probably going to be 50 pounds. Yep. And everything feels good to me at 50 pounds. I shoot 70 for heaven's sake. Um, but we, we did, we did one a few years ago, I think with the Eva Shockey and I had, a, had a girl that worked for me at the time and I had her in the video and she was no offense to her if she's listening to this, but she didn't work for me anymore, but uh, <laughs> she was not good on camera. <laughs> so Ashley, if you're yeah. listening, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> but you know, she was in the shop meant to be week. for everybody yeah she, she was in the shop this week getting some stuff or last week but you know That's so funny you know we tried to mix it up with that and uh like you said it's, it's a struggle because not everybody can talk to the camera most people just stand there and go oh crap there's a camera yeah now we know. <laughs> <laughs> we've tried many people over the years <laughs> yeah, like just pretend like it's not there it, yeah it, it, it's 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 the little stuff though when it comes to that like You'll notice Dave and I, we try not to leave a lot of pauses. Even right? on podcast. Like yeah. yeah, even even podcast. Like you stop for like that that three seconds. We have like the mentally I have this three second rule where like you yeah. can't go past three seconds with no sound. You go past three but seconds. It, so like all of a sudden you get this awkward silence. It gets really weird. And it's like we just jump in on, on each other and play off really well when it comes to that. But it's hard to do that on podcasts, let alone, you know, when you're doing it, you know, in the studio trying to think of things to talk about with a bow and all that kind of stuff. So it's, uh, yeah, I literally talk to myself. Easy. I mean, I'm talking to a camera, which is supposed to be the audience, but really there's nobody there. 
it's just me but, half the time. And like, so re I'll record the main parts of the video. And sometimes I go back and forth to the studio and we'll do three or four different, I'll do three or four different settings where I'll go in and film. And to be honest though, to be honest, Brian, my favorite thing right now, and I hate to say it, but I love it is the classic series we're doing. Like, I love it. Like it is so fun to pick up an old bow and try to find the date on it. Majority of them I can't find. And, and to be honest <laughs> with you, it's crazy because even the companies can't help me. I'll call a company and say, Hey, I need data on this, this, and this, and they yeah. can't give it to me. I'm like, dude. And then, so the only one that's been easy to get is Matthews and Matthews has a tracker that's online. Someone created it for him years ago, or they made it. And it has every single detail of every bow they've ever made. And it is absolutely a lifeline for what I'm trying to do with this because it has everything. So PSE and Hoyt does too. They're, they both have a, a link on their website. Oh, um, perfect. I'm going to have to find that. Yeah, you can. They're right on the website. If you go to the tune charts uh, on the Hoyt website, and if you go, PSE has one even better. If you find the boat, it's still got the serial number on it, which with the older ones is hard um, because they were on stickers. But if you get the serial number on the PSE website, you can go and type in a serial number. It'll tell you the specs of that bow, um, you know, what it was, what year it was. And uh, every once in a while, you run into one that you got to call the factory about. But for the most part, it'll give me string and cable links and stuff like that. It doesn't give me like the full, it doesn't give me like, here's the IBO speeds and all that, but it was great because it gave me all the, the specs on the bow. Yeah, I see um, it. For yeah. the most part. But, awesome. but Hoyt's website gives you a full tune chart, all the cam options, all that stuff. Um, awesome. Thanks. That's good team. info. I didn't know that. That's great. I got this PSE Tasman and I've been trying to find out data on that bow. So oh, hopefully good I have Lord, to Good luck on that one. <laughs> <laughs> got a handle on the front it's so funny uh, I, there's a couple bow manufacturers out there that we make fun of and laugh at and because of the recycling of the names which ah. whatever it's all it's all marketing um yeah. martin was one of the worst uh, and i think pse may be the worst at recycling names over the years like you have guys walk in like i get this pse nova okay <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a clue when you bought it? Because was it 85, 95, or 2005? <laughs> <laughs> and it ran for three or four years on each one of those. So, you know, right. Uh, it could be, it could be any number of years <laughs> for sure. That's, that's awesome. That's hilarious. Man. Well, cool. It's, um, Brian, it's nice talking to you, man. It's, it's, it's cool. Cause it, it's like, we don't, we don't get to talk to people that kind of do, more of what we do, right? We would talk to manufacturers and, and, and retailers and all that kind of stuff, but you got the YouTube thing going on. You got the uh, archery dealer, which we don't, you know, we don't do uh, dis right. distribution. You're, you're kind of hitting on all cylinders here. And uh, man, it's great to see that you guys are doing very well. Um, love to see that because we love to see a thriving archery industry, no matter what. And uh, it, it's pretty cool. So um yeah, so thank you for joining us, man. It's pretty Absolutely. cool I mean, stuff. Same here. I mean, we we do all this stuff, and like you said, we're kind of hitting on multifacets and, and lots of cylinders going in a lot of different directions. Um, but I think we may be one of the only pure archery places left. <laughs> um, you know, I used to throw Kinsey's into that, but they do a lot of black powder and, and other stuff now. Um, Lancaster is still pretty pure archery, I think. Um, and I, I realized from a, from a financial standpoint, you know, your average store, you know, needs guns, needs fishing, keep the guys rolling in 
you know, throughout the years and all that other stuff going on. But guys that just do archery, there's not a lot of them out there. Uh, and, and we kind of pride ourselves. And I've had people come in and go, well, you know, you ought to get into air guns. And I'm like, because you don't need an FFL. And I'm like, but I don't know anything. <laughs> like, like sometimes knowing what you don't know is the best information you can have. Yeah. Because I would literally have to go out and find somebody that knows something because I'd get questions about it and I'd be like, I don't have a clue. Like, see what well, it says and you also have a regulatory risk. You have a regulatory risk. Like right now, you can't use that in a lot of states. Um, maybe it'll open up where you can, you know, they can use it a lot more for, for hunting anyway. I mean, obviously you can right. use it for pleasure. Yeah, um, you know, but, from, but from the hunting perspective, but maybe they're going to move and say, you know, the States that already have it, they'll, they won't allow it. Now what? You, you talking know, about so. the airbow, Tim? You're talking yeah. about the airbow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Talking about air, I was just talking about air rifles right? in general. Air guns oh, in general. gotcha. Gotcha. Air rifles. Yeah, <laughs> like, but, where are you going with this? Yeah, but that Benjamin, yeah, that Benjamin airbow. And I think doesn't, um, oh shoot somebody else has got one too does gammo have one too I it was uh wasn't it crossman i think crossman. yeah anyway, anyway there's there's a few of them out there and that is a yeah that's a unique animal right there i uh, no haven't played with either but it's different you know nothing against it just different it's loud <laughs> it's loud and it's very fun to shoot you would be you would, you would it's so easy to shoot we have like three of them <laughs> it's so easy to shoot <laughs> You, you fill up the, the only thing I don't like about it is you have to go get the cylinder filled. Yeah, filled it's not the easiest exactly. thing. Do you have to go to like a scuba shop and you got to have a certain adapter? That part's stupid. Like, I'm like, this is dumb. And, but that part stinks. But other than that, you put the arrow in and you hit literally one button and it's ready to fire. It's unbelievable. And so like, if someone had a disability for sure, this would be easier than a crossbow in my opinion. Right. Oh, I, it definitely has a purpose and it has a, re, a, a, a it has a seat somewhere in, in the play in somewhere. I don't know where, I don't know how yet until the States figure out what they're going to allow. But I do know Crossman originally who owns Benjamin and that's the Benjamin air, Airbow. Right. But I know originally they did send them to every state for free and tried to get them to, you know, check it out, maybe use it see if they would approve it. And a lot of them did approve it for gun season, but not for bow, which, right. okay. I'm not going to say yes or no to that, but I'm just saying there was yeah, some movement, it. right? Right. So, I mean, the industry is obviously always changing. You know, products are always improving. Um, crossbows is one of those that I, I get to see just the evolution of that creature. Ooh. I mean, with what Raven has done and, you know, them and 10 point both hitting 500 feet a second. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I do, you know, and Ohio's had one of the longest crossbow seasons of any state in the country. We've, we had crossbow season wide open with, with regular archery since the eighties, I think. Um, so even back then, you know, we, I still see PSE Foxfire crossbows rolling the shop every once in a while, wanting me to do four fletch and put new PSE knocks in. And I'm like, for the love of God, dude, just buy a new bow. Like, <laughs> like, like literally like three to what, five bucks. What, what's dude. it shooting? Like 240 feet per second? <laughs> I, I mean, I, I don't know how many you've ever seen, but uh, they're, they're a unique piece of equipment. I'm just like, for the love, for three to $500, just buy a new bow. Yeah. Like I'll pay, like I'll cut the price on something just so I don't have to fletch these hairs. <laughs> I get you uh, parents one, too. But but still, I mean the 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 envelope, the way they're pushing. It, I don't know if you've got one of those new R18s yet from Raven that has the. I was going to ask in. you about that. Is it cool? Never played with that one. It's that we just got them in last week. I think they came in. Maybe the week before. I don't know. 
but we haven't had them very long. I obviously haven't done a review on them. It's just been too crazy to, to worry about yeah. that. Um, but man, that's a unique little critter. It's not, yeah, not it's terribly cool. fast, like, you know, their top end speed bows, but just the compactness of it being, you know, this wide and the limbs running yeah. you know, parallel with the rail. It's, it's very, very different. I will yeah, say that. it reminds me of the uh, lance head and it's not the yeah. same, but the, the size of it, it, you know, but I think the lance head's probably heavier. I assume than that. little. Yeah, I haven't messed with that. That's the one that had the coils. Yeah. yeah. The they actually moved. They moved to Michigan now actually, which is where we're out of. So that was interesting. I, they moved to Lansing. I think that area. Tim. Very cool. Um, yeah, and then um, but, have you guys done anything with gearhead at all? I did some gearhead stuff in the past. Um, we had a gearhead dealership. I mainly picked it up for their uh, sling bow stuff mm, on, yeah, gotcha. on the bow fishing side. Yeah. Uh, that was kind of what we wanted it for was, was that uh, I have shot a few of their bows. We did reviews on them. It's been several years ago. We, cause we didn't bring them in. We did them at the ATA show, I think several years ago. Um, again, that's a unique little, little beast and uh, it's, it's got its place. I'm sure um, they, they look crazy. I think conventionally they scare a lot of guys. Um, yeah. you know, so a lot of guys are very standoffish about putting one in their hands and actually trying to shoot it out with it, especially that little tiny short one. What is it, like 23 or 20, 24? They have an 18, I yeah. think. I think they yeah. Small. So, I mean, that, you know, it just looks like you took a crossbow and turned it vertically and put a handle in the middle of it. Um, so, I mean, all that stuff's different and, you know, clearly there's a space for it, you know, I mean, but yeah, that's, that's some different different type stuff um yeah it's interesting they shoot pretty uh, good actually I, I i like the gearhead i was surprised they didn't they don't i think their things are going to change there now i mean they got new ownership looks like it was just acquired and so we'll see what happens with that brand but i, I think that i i mean they have a cool look to them they have some unique things to them that are different but you know again it's i think it's going to come down to people who want some sort of packability you know you you were talking on the bear archery podcast we were talking about you like longer bows and you know not like super short but this would be for somebody who wants that more of like i don't know what you call it like a slingshot type bow like the small ones they have big ones but like the smaller you know it's going to be someone who wants that little quick packing type thing right and it fits the bill i assume it, it's legal underneath all the regular archery seasons so it's just, it's just something different i mean and i the ones i shot they didn't feel bad they didn't shoot bad they're a little heavy because they usually had that that double plated riser yeah i'm not fond of the shoot through aspect of it um especially from a hunting standpoint now target you know is irrelevant but but i don't really want to be sliding arrows through through the riser to get a you know to get an arrow in and knocked and ready to go but quick question so now that we're not on the bear podcast together and we can actually talk about bear a little bit more openly um <laughs> i was just curious on the one bow that i actually liked a lot but apparently didn't sell well and you would know because you were selling bows but i i is the perception what what happened with that bow was it just not selling well because it was a shoot through or what's Correct. your thoughts on that yeah it, it was absolutely a, they tried to market it as a shoot through hunting bow and nobody wants to shoot through hunting bow for yeah. most of the reasons I just mentioned. Um, it was an idea. If they'd have went after the target market with it and said, here's a you know $1,200 target bow, comes in some cool colors. You know, they, I don't know if you remember it, but back, I think it was the arena and there was another one. Um, but anyway, they, the Anarchy, Anarchy 34. Okay. 
several, several years ago. They did those in target colors, like a bright lime green, um, and a couple other really bright I remember that. colors. Um, if they took the perception and went that route with it and said, you know, here's a bright red, a gloss black, you know, a couple of those, I think it would have done better. Um, I still don't know that Bear, you know, just like we talked on the podcast, it, they didn't have the name and the placement to where, you know, the target archer would have, you know, your high-end target archer that's walking in wanting a brand new Hoyt or a brand new TRX from Matthews, something like that, or, you know, one of the new PSEs, or that new duo or whatever. That guy wants what he wants, but I think they could have broke in and got some some bottom end guys at eleven twelve hundred dollars that didn't want to spend eighteen to two, yeah. um, and they could have said here's a here's a target bow at a thousand twelve hundred bucks in some cool target colors shoot through riser stable you know rigid accurate long axle to axle boom here it is and it would have probably sold better than the fact that they did it in like veil um, yeah. and it only came in yeah. camo colors because green sweet I see it now I found it. <laughs> Did you, did you Google it? So cool. Yeah, I actually found it. it's like a brand new picture of it on Archery Talks. It's 2013 Bear Anarchy Compound Bow Lime Green. And it, it looks sweet. It looks really Oh, cool. it was, I mean, it was so glossed. Lime, and I'm and I'm a sucker for lime green. I've always liked lime green. But but yeah, there were several bows that came in that color. It's like, that is just way cool. Um, but if they went that direction, I think it would have done better. That, that's why the perception didn't sell. So it was just, yeah. it was a hunting bow with all the features you don't want on a hunting boat. Yeah. And, yep. and Bear isn't known to go after those target guys and all. They're 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 a hunting brand. Right. And they made it a twelve hundred dollar bow. Yeah. Which is where they're at yeah. with this, this new yeah. stuff. You're talking four years ago on the perception now? Yeah. It's been a while. So it's been now you're while. Talking, I still have now it. you're talking <laughs> a twelve now you're talking a twelve hundred dollar bear back when you could buy a Hoyt and Matthews for a thousand. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> Real good point. Yeah. No doubt. It was craziness. Anyway. All right, Brian. Thanks so much, man. Really appreciate you joining today. Uh, check out Mike'sArchery.com to learn more. And uh, if you guys can, I, you guys can buy stuff from them directly online. So feel free to just start buying your bows directly from Brian here. So to get it done right. And I we got to get down there, Tim, and see this shop because I, I no definitely want to go down at some point. And yeah, we can do well, a video together. Well, <laughs> yeah, love to have you guys down. We can do that blind test testing thing. Yes, we'll collaborate together and do it in the shop. Yep. I don't care. We're Mindful. Just, which, so we, the question came up to us, Tim, in the the so bear are we, archery. Are we shooting bows blind? Is that what we're talking yes, about? Yes. Yeah. Controlled yes. environment, though. Controlled environment. <laughs> Got it. But the bear the bear guy asked us if we put a blindfold on, if we could tell. <laughs> which is which and we're like i don't know not if you take the grips off and i don't know it'd be hard man yeah he said he was going to take the grips <laughs> off and make them all equally and and then have a shoot him and see if we can tell which bus so, well if you left the grips on i know i can tell the difference yeah yeah but yeah so we talked about doing a, a blind shooting and just handing us bows and being like what is that and be like uh <laughs> i told you it's kind of like the old days when they used to do like that v v8 stuff and be like what car is that just by the sound of it you'd be like ah. well, depending on the menu of bows that you're talking about like if we're using your menu of bows you got 53 pages of bows on your website so we just keep going over the warehouse put a loop and a whisker biscuit on it and go and give you credit yeah. yeah give you credit if you get the brand right <laughs> <laughs> well guys i really appreciate you having me on and it's uh it's been a pleasure and 
I don't, I don't know how you compile that list to, to end up, you know, on the, the gold, silver, and bronze list of, of uh, reviews of gear or stuff. I don't know if that's all fan-based or if you that's, just... Yeah, that's all consumer voting. Nothing new with us. Yeah. Well, I'll be honest. I didn't even know it was going on. Um, we tried to look back to who last year won it, but I guess maybe you didn't have that category no. last year. No, yeah. So, we added it this year because I thought, you know what, let's add it because there's a whole bunch of shows doing it. And, and to be honest it's nice to get some feedback from consumers a little bit, you know, if they, if they see it and say, Hey, Oh yeah, I've heard of that one, you know? So well, that helps. You know? What was funny is we were standing there and we got the Instagram message that we had won. And I, I glanced at it. Me and Travis were after work looking at, it, I, I saw it and I just, the way it read at first, like the opening line to it, I just thought it was like a, a spam. A bulk, yeah. Not really. Yeah. Spam, you guys, but, but yes, but yes. A bulk email to, lots of people yeah uh, here it is <laughs> click I, this I, link I, to claim your prize i was like oh whatever and, and then travis, so, so travis reads it and he's like oh, hey, no, we got bronze and something i don't know what but we want. <laughs> that's funny no if we ever if we ever do an announcement like that and have a link in there it'll go directly to my paypal account <laughs> <laughs> oh shoot well, I, told, I told travis i felt like we came in first i said because I feel like it was slightly rigged. The fact that it was Bowhunter Planet doing the, uh, it helps. We had no us. control. You know, we had no so you, control. So you guys got first. I said, and Lancaster got second. Who literally has an entire production crew that does nothing but run around their store and every show around the country doing videos. Like they probably got like six guys. I don't know, but at least two or three that do nothing but do that. I said, and these are this is me and Travis in the shop fighting for every second to make a video. We yeah. came in third. I said. We came in first. I don't care what there they said. Yeah, I, like yeah. I like it. We'll keep up the good work for sure. Yeah. All man. right, guys. Appreciate Great. it. Great talking to you. The Bowhunter Planet podcast would like to thank our outdoor partners for their support. It's because of these companies we can keep this show educating, entertaining, and growing the archery heritage. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure.